Welcome to Wellness for Entrepreneurs, where we have meaningful conversations with founders. This podcast is about exploring, educating, and empowering entrepreneurs on maintaining wellness in their entrepreneurial journey. My name is Matebe Jobo, and I am an entrepreneurship investor, scholar, and evangelist. I am your host. The journey of entrepreneurship requires so much from entrepreneurs that there's often little time to stop and think about the question of identity, which is, who am I? It is easy for entrepreneurs to assume that the unique talents and perspectives that got them started are the very things that will keep them together through all the ups and downs of starting and growing a business. But often, identity requires reflection and most importantly, design. This is the Wellness for Entrepreneurs podcast. This episode is about being aware and conscious of the things that make you unique as an entrepreneur and continuously shaping your identity during your entrepreneurship journey. Well, let's start at the very beginning, answering the question of who am I? And more directly, how do I maintain my center while starting a business that offers something new? When you meet most people, they introduce themselves as their profession. They're either accountants, doctors, nurses, etc. Others describe their roles of being a mother or a father, husband or wife. They may also tell you that they are from a certain religious background or describe values dear to their hearts, such as being honest and hardworking. This is not a coincidence. Sociological social psychologists consider identity to be the meanings we attach for ourselves as individuals in relation to the roles that we play in society. In other words, our individual identities are determined in direct relation to our roles in society. This is according to researchers such as States, Burke, Serpey, and Stryker. Society shapes social behavior. In other words, how we act is determined mainly by our societies. And the meanings we take on also determine the behaviors we constantly choose. So as an entrepreneur, how do you define yourself? Do you define yourself as an out-of-the-box thinker? Well, one of my favorite quotes from Steve Jobs comes to mind. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. But the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward, and while some may see them as crazy or as the crazy ones, we see genius because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Now, if we follow the thinking that entrepreneurs are by nature creative, innovative, and see opportunities where others don't see them, we can see why Steve Jobs thinks they're the crazy ones, and we get to understand their uniqueness. What I find interesting and why I actually thought of recording this episode is 
exploring the relationship between uniqueness, identity, well-being, and entrepreneurship. Researchers called um, Snyder and Frumkin found that human beings have a fundamental need for uniqueness, and that by behaving in unique ways, this is how we form identities of ourselves. In other words, we distinguish ourselves by being unique or distinct from others. Well, entrepreneurs operate in the space of uniqueness and they have to differentiate their products, their brands, ideas from others quite significantly on a daily basis. But here's the trick. Snyder and Frumkin found that too much uniqueness is also undesirable for human beings. In other words, it is quite uncomfortable to be too unique or stand out quite sharply or quite distinctly. So as people, we are comfortable with moderate uniqueness. An example here is sharing your thoughts or opinions quite freely in a group setting, but being mindful of your tone or even watching if others are sharing as much as you are. And that is pretty much because you don't want to offend people around you or you don't want to stand out, stand out as much. This is because human beings also have a fundamental psychological need to belong. Human beings will therefore adjust their behaviors to be accepted by certain groups of people that they find belonging in. If you have some time, please do watch an experiment by Mindfield on YouTube that talks about conformity. Now, when the need of acceptance and belonging is not met, human beings suffer psychological stress and are psychologically unwell. So too much uniqueness or acting out of the norm is detrimental. And, you know, you can see this from movies such as A Beautiful Mind, even, that portray this type of uniqueness in a way to a point of madness. So where does that leave entrepreneurs in their quest for uniqueness? You may have often heard that the journey of entrepreneurship is lonely. Essentially, these two psychological needs of uniqueness and acceptance or belonging help shine light on why the journey is so lonely and that in some cases, entrepreneurs suffer the psychological stress during the entrepreneurial journey of really not finding resonance with the rest of society, the constant experiences of being misunderstood or even being rejected by investors or potential customers may make entrepreneurs feel like they just do not belong anywhere. And of course, all human beings cope differently with these experiences. And we have cases of people turning to substance abuse and all kinds of other things. Hopefully, as an entrepreneur, this episode will start to bring consciousness and understanding of why you sometimes feel the way you do. And hopefully, you will be quite intentional in designing the life that you want while pushing the boundaries. Now, my favorite researchers in this area are Shepard and Patslet. They suggest ways in which entrepreneurs can push the boundaries of their uniqueness while managing both feelings of belonging and maintaining their identities as entrepreneurs. In other words, you don't have to fall in line as an entrepreneur and act the same way as everyone else for fear of being rejected and not having relevance in society. Shepard and Patslet talk about crafting your identity such that it consists of many roles, including your entrepreneurial role, or rather multiple identities in addition to your entrepreneurial 
identity. These roles may be family, religious, a community member, etc. In other words, it all comes down to balance. Starting a business and scaling it requires an enormous amount of effort and work. And it is quite tempting to be working on your business 99% of the time with very little time to do anything else. Now, how does having these multiple roles or multiple identities help? If you remember that right at the beginning, I spoke about how identities actually flow from the meanings we attach to the roles we play in society. So having multiple roles fulfills, in essence, different aspects of identities and psychological needs, including the need to belong. The idea is that after a long day of pushing the boundaries, you should have somewhere to lay your head at night or a place that you call safe, a place that accepts you just as you are. I know this may sound a little bit like a work-life balance and perhaps maybe to a large extent it is, but what I want to leave with you in this episode is the need to be conscious about the multiple roles in our lives and the sort of psychological needs that they fulfill. This is ultimately important in being able to innovate at the edge as an entrepreneur and maintain your distinct identity. So a practical, a practical way of doing this is to think about the synergies that the roles you play in your life um, whether you are a father, a friend, um, a community member, etc. Practical ways to think about the, the synergies um, from your different roles and see how they offer you an ability to continue to be unique in your ways or in your journey um, as an entrepreneur. For instance, do the people you spend time with provide a space of belonging? but also a space for you to test your ideas with them and to be comfortable with your uniqueness. That is one question you could ask yourself. Do you feel energized in the spaces you spend your time such that your creativity is activated for your entrepreneurial venture? Now, Martin Seligman is a psychologist and he has pioneered work in positive psychology. He, in particular, got inspiration from his five-year-old while weeding in the garden and decided to take the points that his daughter was raising with him quite seriously. So seriously enough that he actually invested energy in positive psychology research. So he says his daughter was being very playful throughout the entire time that they were weeding. And all he wanted to do was get through it. The daughter later told him that she had decided to stop whining and enjoy life more when she turned five and that he should actually try to do the same. It actually reminds me of my own daughter, by the way. But um, that's when he had an epiphany about positive psychology. These sorts of synergies that we find in our various roles require reflection and design. And so at that point, Martin actually stopped and realized that all along, psychology had been focused on healing or fixing. But there's a thing called positive psychology. And pretty much this is uh, where this episode is also leaning towards in terms of really designing your life uh, from a positive psychology perspective. So therefore, entrepreneurs must be intentional, intentional about where they spend their time, 
We know that social networks are an important form of capital for entrepreneurs. So I've spoken about this in, in different in different episodes. But mostly we speak about social networks as a form of accessing tangible resources. But in this episode, I'd like us to think about it differently in a sense that um, you could think about your network in terms of people and places that you choose to spend your time with um, that could really result in mutual beneficial relationships that help to refuel and enable your conscious identity. So it's a less now about getting access to customer relationships, but more around refueling and enabling a consciousness and reflection of your own identity as an entrepreneur. Another thing to consider is how accessible these relationships are. So part of design in terms of maintaining your identity is to understand how you access your relationships. Do you have really clear boundaries of, you know, we only access really, you only spend certain time with certain people um, in, a, in a certain time frame, or do you allow people to flow freely in your life? This has implications on how you manage your identity as an entrepreneur and how you can actually leverage some of the synergies that these people bring into your life. And there's really no right or wrong way about it, but it's really about being able to be conscious and consciously consciously design the type of relationships you want in your life and when you would like to have access to them. So the research from Shepard and Padlet offers insights on how entrepreneurs can use integration or compartmentalization strategies to manage these various roles and relationships we have in society such that they result in optimal well-being for the entrepreneur and optimal distinctiveness. I will explore this further and offer practical ways of of doing this and unpacking this research a little bit more and contrasting it with other people's uh, views. These are, however, you know, these strategies, integration and compartmentalization um, are especially useful in the current work from home environment uh, where we can easily integrate our business lives with family versus having a very clear compartment for when you approach family and when you approach business time. So by being intentional as to when you switch from your entrepreneurial role of pushing the boundaries and then taking on roles that fulfill your need to belong, you not only nurture yourself, but you also enhance the quality of your relationships with others and they have clearer expectations of your availability to nurture their own needs as well. Ultimately, the journey of entrepreneurship requires constant pushing of boundaries and a constant reassessment of who we are as entrepreneurs. It is important not just to fall in line because that is how society is configured, but to rather remember that you have to maintain your distinctiveness because your distinctiveness or your uniqueness is a large part of your identity as an entrepreneur. And so if we follow thoughts on identity that I shared earlier on, basically what we're saying is we become the roles that we take on in society, essentially by ascribing meaning to those roles. And so if we ascribe the meaning 
of entrepreneurship as being an innovator, a distinct human being, then we can see how entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurial identity is really about distinctiveness. And so it is also important to realize that everyone aims to be distinct. So as I mentioned earlier, um, distinctiveness is a fundamental human need, especially when we start to define identity for ourselves. But ultimately, people fall in line when they get too uncomfortable with being too distinct. And I just thought it was so fitting that when Jeff Bezos, um, you know, you know, was about to, to, to leave his position as Amazon CEO, he wrote um, his last letter. And in that letter, he focused on distinctiveness. And he said, the world wants you to be typical. Don't let it happen. Keep your distinctiveness. He also said, it takes continuous hard work to maintain our distinctiveness. But in the end, it is always worth it. In this episode... I want to say to you that the hard work that Jeff Bezos is talking about of maintaining distinctiveness is not necessarily just about working harder, particularly in the area of entrepreneurship or researching your product a lot better or your intelligence, but it is mostly about psychological needs. uh, And those are the needs of balancing um, that distinctiveness with the need to belong. And so you really can design for it um, by choosing the type of spaces and the relationships that you spe- that you invest in and understanding the synergies that flow from those spaces and your relationships such that you then become this whole human being from a wellness perspective and 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 derive optimal wellness even in a very difficult journey of entrepreneurship. I hope that you found this episode very useful. Thank you for listening to the Wellness for Entrepreneurs podcast, a space for meaningful conversations with founders. Please click on the link below to subscribe and follow us on our social media channels. Goodbye.